that was just uh the first half. I ain't gonna lie to you. So wait, <laughs> no, 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 listen, listen. I'm gonna cut it right where like something big we have coming up on June 4th. Uh, we're hosting a community five on five basketball tournament right here in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, the flyers are on all pages. Uh, we we have an adult contest and a youth contest. Um, it's gonna be lovely. Uh, I think 98.1 is going to get involved. It's, it's going to be big, man. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the King Talk podcast uh, presented by The Third Day, sponsored by Anchor FM, found on Spotify, uh, Anchor FM, and now Apple Podcasts, man. Um, so you have just tuned in uh, to one of our favorite segments, man. It's a Let's Talk Real segment. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Let's Talk Real is a segment for topics that may be uncomfortable but necessary to address. Uh, so I'm sitting here with AJ. It's your boy, Kenneth, man. But I got to say, we got a special guest, uh, Mr. William Bradley. He was uh, featured in our last episode, man. And he's back again, man, just to talk about uh, our topic of the night, which is what can we learn from generational trauma and generational curses? So I'm going to let y'all know already, man, if y'all haven't tuned into our previous episode, please tune into that one, man, because some of the stuff that we talked about in that episode is going to lead into what we're going to talk about right now in this one. All right, AJ. All right, Will. I got one question for you, man. Just open it up. Have you guys ever heard of the term generational trauma or generational curses? Yeah, I've heard of both. Nice, nice. What what can y'all tell me about either one of them? You want to start, AJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So generational curses, um, basically just something that's that's holding the family back. Something you know the 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 sins of the father repeat through the seed, um, that kind of thing. And generational trauma, which actually generational curses. I feel like I've experienced that like personally. Uh, ask some question that we're gonna get into that. Uh, but generational trauma, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you, you touch on that one, Will. So basically for generational trauma, I feel as if it's things that, so being raised up, right. By, by say a single parent mother, uh, that is still, I feel like, let me put this in words. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best at putting things in words, but let's see, let's see. So basically generational trauma, I feel as if it can be passed through the mother, uh, reason being is because she may still feel some type of way about things that happened in her past and she takes it out on the kids <clears throat> causing the kids to grow up a certain way <clears throat> um, and experience things that uh, they may so should not experience and mm. it started with her childhood that she carried over into now her kids childhood mm. something yeah. that her parents may have done to her or if you want to take it a little deeper um, something that the whole family went through as a whole it's still hunting that family due to they have not released it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we were talking about spirituality on last episode and there are ways to break generational uh, trauma. If you start reading about spirituality and everything like that, you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I like the way you did. You broke it down. Yeah. Now nah, that was, that was powerful. Will. And, um, so I looked up online, me and AJ did a little bit of searching on the interwebs and we hit up our girl, Miriam, uh, at the Webster uh, department. So as it stands right now, the definition for intergenerational trauma 
also known as generational trauma, also known as transgenerational trauma, is a concept developed, helped to explain years of generational challenges within families. So this is the transmission or sending down to younger generations of the oppressive or traumatic effects of a historical event. Will this, re this definition, the uh, tail end that I just said, really speaks to what you were saying about how it doesn't necessarily always have to be an individual. It can be a traumatic event that multiple individuals or a group of people uh, have kind of suffered through. So as it pertains to the definition of a generational curse, so a generational curse is also known as a family curse, an ancestral curse, or a hereditary curse. It is a curse on a family based on the sins, misdeeds, or other actions of a relative long departed and passed on for many generations. So that, that was a lot. I'm not going to lie to all the listeners right here. Uh, if you're listening right now, I hope you're still with me. I hope you're not asleep. Um, and if you're not asleep, I'm going to put you to bed right now, because just to give you guys a little bit more uh, of uh, understanding of what I'm saying, I have two examples for you guys. So there was a, a study conducted in the psychological department of Duke University on intergenerational trauma and how it affects different families. So for your leisure, uh, here is, is an example how generational trauma can affect the family. So say we have a great grandmother who was placed in a concentration camp in Germany. She may have learned to cope by cutting off her emotions. Because of this, this grandmother may interact with her family, her current family, in an emotional distant fashion. That relationship may be tumultuous, to say the least. The transmission of the historical trauma may begin to negatively affect her grandchildren and her grandchildren's children, and etc., leading to generations of emotional distance, defensive behaviors around the expression of emotions and denial. Does any of that sound familiar to anybody uh, in the room? Yeah. Kind of stuff. Um, it's funny because my, my mom never told me a lot of stuff that she went through until like years after. And then um, like stuff she went through through the military and stuff like that. And when she told me, I realized a lot of things she was deflecting onto me or not really realizing it. And, and that's not to paint her in a bad picture. Like that's still my mom. Everybody has their flaws, but it was just eye opening. So yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I feel like that is a is a way of that generational trauma. Yeah. I feel like I can I can also agree. I mean, not agree, but um, relate because I feel as if my mother kind of told me everything. Uh, she was never the one to sugarcoat anything. Uh, it, was, it was kind of her way of parenting. Like she she was very upfront. I feel like it's one of the reasons why. Um, I am the man I am today because at a young age I was aware of a lot of things and kind of the reason why I didn't make bad decisions but um, mm -hmm. I feel like her growing up and losing her mother at a young age kind of made her overprotective uh, of what we were exposed to and everything like that and, and had a lot of restrictions but 
I guess it could be a good thing and a bad thing in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I appreciate you for uh, sharing that too, man. Both of y'all for sharing that because it, when we talk about generational trauma, the interesting thing as we were doing research on this uh, generational trauma topic, it's not a widely researched topic in the psychological space. So um, everybody knows about most mental disorders like depression, bipolar, uh, bipolar two, bipolar one, uh, schizophrenia, things of the like. But generational trauma uh, is, is really hard to diagnose. And furthermore, as we talked about just the, uh, cyc the cyclic nature of generational trauma, how it just continues to persist, is not talked about. Um, so in the same article that we uh, found from the Duke University study, it gave two really big terms about how generational trauma is not only uh, allowed to persist, but how it is even um, kind of granted right. So it's okay for uh, intensive purposes in the family. So these two terms are denial and minimization. So mm -hmm. when we look at family trauma, generational trauma, denial comes in refusing to acknowledge the trauma that happened. And minimization comes in ignoring the impact of the trauma and making the traumatic experience seem smaller than it really is. Bro, that second one. Mm, that's a killer right there. Because like cool. then you'll 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 be aware of it, but it's like, oh well, it's okay. Mm. Yeah, nah, it's big, man. And AJ, I think we'll be remiss, man, as we're sitting here with our brother William. Let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room, man. We all have a very common event, a, a historical event that has caused <laughs> a generational trauma to to persist in the lives of many people who look like us but even mm -hmm. to this day the effects of this historical event uh newsflash is american slavery mm -hmm. um and we can still feel the effects of this event today so man uh if y'all would man just speak about how how your family or how you as an individual have come to terms with what happened because it did happen and do you allow that to affect your decisions? Is it traumatic for you? What What does that look like when you understand 200, circa 200 years ago, maybe even less than that, the people who look like me, basically me, I was enslaved. I'm going to let you touch on that first, Will. Okay. So basically, ask me the question one more time. So understanding that uh, American slavery, uh, we are descendants of American slavery uh, for, I mean, at least I think. <laughs> no, we uh, if, we, if we all have American blood in us, uh, we're descendants of American slavery. How has that traumatic event, when we talk about the, uh, on the basis of generational curses, generational trauma, uh, rather, how have you come to accept that because it did happen, and how have you navigated uh, how that makes you feel in your day-to-day -day life? So basically, I want to say, let's touch back on what I said earlier about my mother not really hiding anything. Basically, mm -hmm. her telling me this at a young age and understanding my culture and how everybody's not going to like me because of the color of my skin allowed me to tap into a different type of energy when I was working with or experiencing something like that. Right. And I've experienced racism and everything like that. Definitely dealing with the business world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and being being at the age you are, uh, so I'm 20, 23, turned twenty four this year. But um, that's that's a young buck compared to business owners, they say. But um, like I told them, the world's changing. But let's get back on topic. So basically, I feel as if let's see, I feel as if it was just the the thought of me knowing and everything mm-hmm. like that kind of helped me navigate those navigate those and that's kind of how my mom actually like um taught me that she she allowed me to watch the slavery movies and and seeing what our people went through and how they were treated and everything like that and we understand their movies and and everything like that and it may have been worse or may have not been as bad but then again people were still under people were still being bought and sold by other humans like <laughs> it's this is real life yeah. you know what i'm saying and i feel like sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like if she would have sugarcoated it or or basically shielded me from some of that stuff i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't have been so so um felt so strong about the situation or had hatred towards some of the acts that happened um i probably would have been more lenient and allowed people to say certain things and stuff like that because i didn't have any type of i want i don't want to use the word passion but uh let's see i wouldn't have any type of Mm, let's use the word energy behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um just a side note, when you said that movies, I always I remember the first time watching Roots. Oh man. That was an ex- that wasn't even a movie, that was an experience, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Um <laughs> if you if you listen to this and you haven't seen Roots, go ahead and go ahead and turn that on right now. Um you learn a little something, but uh, to get back on topic, like for me, and I always think about this. Um, I am. It's 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 interesting because I'm multi multi multiracial. I think that's the word. Uh, my mother's from Costa Rica. We're we're still black because uh, great grandfather was Jamaican, um, and all of that stuff. But both of my parents are black. Um, dad is from the states so but i'm not as close with that side of my family um mm-hmm. so everything i learned about american slavery and everything my mom kind of put me on but it was a little less impactful because my close family wasn't direct descendants of american slavery mm-hmm. but i still would get the same generalizations etc cetera, etc cetera, because of how i look you know so it in that sense it was no different and the way i dealt with it the way i deal with it and you know kind of learned learned from it um it was really just and it's still happening now like i'm still learning things and i'm still growing but i, I just started doing my own research and that was one thing my dad always told me he was like no matter what, no matter what I tell you, no matter what you learn, do your own research and that'll empower you. And it did. As I learned, like the ways that black people were treated in this country, the ways that just minorities are treated in this country. It it gave me that word that you used, energy or passion, Will. It gave me that behind everything that I'm starting to stand for. You know, when I say when we talked about on that other episode, Kenneth, when we talked about raising, you know, you want to be a good father for your kids yes, because our fathers were taken from homes and, and sold. And it's like that whole mindset comes from something deeper. So 
when it comes to that generational trauma, how I've dealt with it, man, I'm just just learning, learning what's hard to talk about, learning the true story. Like y'all, like y'all said, it's not easy to go through, and yeah, it'll make you mad. But honestly, it's better to be mad than to be than to be uh facile and to be, you know, just easy going, cause. World ain't easy going. Everything, everything has more meaning behind it. Facts. I wanted to touch on something. You said you were from Cuba. Your mother, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So part of the islands. Yeah, Caribbean. So basically, I wouldn't say that you were not a direct contact from slavery because the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, Haiti, all that were some of the first stops. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I know that definitely. Like the the I just learned um. The bananas, you know those Chiquita, Chiquita bananas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were, they they essentially, the workers that they had in those countries and in Costa Rica, um, they were basically enslaved. And they had a banana war. Like, literally, people tried to just get equal rights slaughtered, like thousands. So, yeah, they definitely was, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you right on the money. Black and brown people, Cuban Cubans are brown people, so like they're definitely a part of that African descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and y'all uh, both touched on something that I definitely don't want to overlook, which is um, just education and just uh, getting the story out of there about uh, American slavery, whether you're a direct descendant of slavery or not. Uh, and one of that one of the popular ways that the story gets out is through media. So through different depictions of slavery, unfortunately, there weren't cameras, uh, and definitely not video cameras in the time of slavery. And if there were, they weren't going to record that stuff. Um, nah. so, so what we have now um, is a, a, a little bit of literature and a lot of different like films, a lot of different depictions. And like AJ said, man, um, it, it, I'm not saying it's a required thing to watch Roots or watch any other depictions. <laughs> but like AJ said, it's not something that you can just watch in a leisure fashion. Once you turn that movie on, if you sit for the entire two hours and some change, you will be a changed person. It will be an experience for you. And I would like to think that that experience would add to your life and not take away. One thing I want to say too real quick is it never stops. Like you may think, okay, I've watched a whole bunch of movies. I read a whole bunch of literature. I know but that doesn't mean that you reach the pinnacle of learning the history because at the end of the day, time's always moving forward. There's always more to learn. There's always more experiences and people to 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 talk to and, and that kind of thing. Even if you're not learning so much about the past, go talk to somebody right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was just a random thing on my heart. You can go ahead. Yeah. No, nah, that's uh that that's big, man. Um, so shifting over to generational curses, which is which is a really, uh, really hot button topic uh, in general, man, because it's one thing that we as African American males, man, uh, we 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 see these all the time, and sometimes we call it things that it's not. But I would like to believe that generational curses curses definitely exist. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, so just a little bit of biblical foundation. If we look over to Exodus uh, chapter 34, verses seven, um, it, it's in the time of Moses. This is the Old Testament. Uh, and it's just talking about how God does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Um, so what I don't want to do by quoting that verse is do an improper exegesis. So by quoting that verse, I wasn't saying that God is going to punish you or your children for the sins of your mother. No, 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 no. When Jesus came, all of that old law stuff, it was alleviated. But I just want to give you guys uh, the, the availability to go read the historical account and a, the historical account of the Old Testament where this was a thing that God did. Um. So quick question for you guys. Just going to open up, understanding we didn't define generational curses. Uh, if you would, if you guys feel comfortable, what is one generational curse that you are committed to breaking or intentionally staying away from so as not to continue the cycle or uh, allow the curse to pursue? Um, for me, uh, it's got to be love and it's down to an action consuming pornography. Definitely, definitely killing that um yeah i would say for me it's got to be um generational curse i would say for me it's got to be not having options so what i mean by that is this when i got out of high school i had one or two options <laughs> Uh, college or go to the workforce. You know what I'm saying? The 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 uh, come work from for dad or anything like that. Or here's here's some money to start your business was non-existent in my mm -hmm. community. Uh, that's that's something really big that I want to change with my mm -hmm. family. Yeah, no, nah, those those are really big, man. And mine is a little bit similar to yours. Uh, Will M my curse that I'm definitely trying to uh, stay away from and I'm not trying to uh, allow to persist is just um, fear of opportunity, man. Mm -hmm. When I tell you there are so many talented people in my family that I know for a fact to this day can be really great. Uh, but just that that potential they have hasn't been realized yet because they're scared. Well, I won't say scared, but they don't have vision. So yes. anytime an opportunity is given to them or even presented it to them, they, it, it comes in one ear and goes out the other because they can't even see themselves doing anything other than what they're doing right now. That's why a lot of my family right now, they live in the same place, the same town. They've lived in the same town for a long time and they've never really been anywhere for the most part. They've never been to the West Coast, East Coast, North Coast, South Coast, the true North Coast, whatever you want to say, bro. They've never been to the moon. <laughs> you know what, man? That that right there relates to me so much. But it, the word I think you look for is complacency. Yes. There you go. That's exactly what they are. And I mean, I'm in the hoods all the time just because a lot of my kids live there and that's where I'm from. But a lot of things I see in the hood, they've been doing – a lot of things I see online has already been done in the hood because it's athletes, <laughs> they're, they're CEOs, they're geniuses. Like, man, I know a guy right now that can multiply any number in his head and give it to you in seconds. Wow. That's give tough. it to you in seconds. And I'm like, bro, like, 
that's a different type of brain power right there. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? I need a calculator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Nah, that's big, man. Uh, see if you can get in contact with that brother, man. Cause me and AJ got a job for him. Thanks. For sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, AJ, I'm gonna let you get, if you're still on the document, I'm gonna let you get this 2.1 and 2.11, man, because I think you have something special for it. Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> um, that question when we talk about what are you committed to breaking, um, man, this is so this is so good for me because, like, everybody has, each of us have our own redemption story. Um. Each of us has our own story, and that starts with Christ. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a story without our faith. We don't have a story without our spirituality, whether somebody else uh, put us on to Christ or we found him through our own medium, um, that kind of thing. So when it comes to generational traumas, to, to take you back from last episode, we talked about um, the empowering of your origin, you know, learning about your history, learning about how that can empower you. And in this episode, we've been talking about these generational curses. So these are things that you have to learn. You have to learn what it is that's plaguing your family. You have to learn what it is that's causing your 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 uncle and aunts and moms to be in their bed crying, like understanding, like, hey, well, you know, what's going on? What just tell me about your past, blah, blah, that kind of thing. And, you know, not everybody's as open, but the point is these are things you have to learn. Um, and these generational curses to break them, we know, as you just said, Kenneth, that verse Exodus 34, seven, all the days of our life and our kids are going to be plagued because do we are saved from these curses through Christ as a new creation and when we repent. And that's what that's that's really what I wanted to touch on with this, man. I just wanted to touch on um Second Corinthians verse uh chapter five verse seventeen in New King James. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold. And this is an encouraging message. That's why I wanted to put this in here. That's why the spirit gave this to me to tell to you, to encourage you essentially the gospel and just tell you that, yes, there may be these curses, there may be these traumas, but that is not the end of the story. There's not a period that's common. Um, yeah. Right hey, <laughs> that, that was, that was good, man. Um, listen, man, just wrapping it up. Um, this has been a great episode, man, just talking about generational trauma, generational curses. Uh, we went through the definition of intergenerational trauma, the definition of generational curses and uh, studies that have been done on it and how it all ties back to the gospel. Everything. And I do mean everything ties back to Jesus Christ. Um, understanding that we all acknowledge uh, our origin stories and, you know, everything that we've been through, everything our family's been through. Uh, I just going to leave you guys with a question. And what is one thing that you guys would encourage others 
uh, to find out about your story. What, what's one thing about your history that you think uh, others should be encouraged to find out that changed your life when you found this out? What is something that you could give to somebody else, man, who may be watching this and needs this? Oh, something that I would give somebody else who's watching this is seek knowledge, man. When I first started reading books, it opened up so many doors for me. Uh, and that's something I never did. Um, all the way through elementary, middle school, high school, I would pretend to read the English books that the teachers used to give us. But um, when I actually got out of high school, man, I started reading power, empowering books and knowledgeable books. Um, it changed my life. That's good, man. That's good. On that same note, uh, for me, actually, one book, just like a random add-in, one book that I started reading that really got me, uh, that really changed my life was just reading my Bible consistently, like in the morning and at night. Now, you know, at this point, if I don't read it at night, I actually cannot go to sleep good. Like I, I genuinely cannot even go to sleep good. Um, <clears throat> but as far as, you know, uh, my point that take for the origin story, man, I think, I think really, uh, really your relationships. Uh, for me, I, had, I, I moved around a lot as a kid, so and I, it was very hard for me and real, but um, when I, you know. For example, me and Kenneth's relationship, uh, uh, we got we got really good chemistry. Uh, me and my girlfriend, just just a lot of different people. Uh, Paul, it helped me learn a lot about myself and my own origin, where I'm coming from. So, yeah, that's what I would encourage others to. Yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely powerful, man. Mine is just short and sweet, man. Uh, most of the knowledge that has been dropped on your boy. Uh, in the human space has been dropped on me by old people. Uh, if you are young and you're listening to this episode and you ain't in contact with no old people and by old, I just mean older than you. Uh, so so just don't don't forget to talk to your elders, man. Don't forget to talk to your grandpa every now and then. Give your grandmama a call. Give your great aunt a call. They may not be Christians. They may not even be the best people. <clears throat> But there is a level of wisdom that resides in those people, man, that I promise you, when, when they're gone, it's gone. You want to get that, dog, before somebody clock out. Yeah, you have to get that. Like, I'm going to double down That's on dope. that point. I you like, got to yeah. get that. <laughs> you do. You do. Uh, I think that's a perfect way to end it, man. Um, So to, to just close it out, man, Bradley, tell the people where they can find you and if Anything exciting coming up, um, you know, let us know. Okay. Uh, you can find me on all social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at teamempire.sc. Um, something big we have coming up on June 4th. Uh, we're hosting a community 5 on 5 basketball tournament right here in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, the flyers are on all pages. Uh, we, we have an adult contest and a youth contest. Um, it's going to be lovely. Uh, I think 98.1 is going to get involved. It's, it's going to be big, man. Yeah, that's big, man. That's 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 we we gonna have to somebody gonna have to pull up for that one, man. That's good. That's good. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see you guys fly right after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and remind the people when that is, where that is, one more time, man. So that's June fourth. Uh, that's a Saturday, June fourth, 
That's uh, next month. It's going to be in Clemson, South Carolina at Red Hill Courts. Uh, it's actually, if you type it in Google Maps, it's called Dawson Park. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. I think that was a great way to end it off. Uh, y'all check him out. Um, and while you at it, you know, like the podcast, share it with others, uh, engage with the polls that we got. This is the King Talk Podcast. We will catch you next time. Go be great. Yes, sir. Third day, baby. We out. We out. Yes, sir.